0: Hello, I'm Spencer Housen from the 612 ABC Brisbane Breakfast Show and I've been thrilled to be able to include in the program over the duration of the federal election campaign uh, a number, a large number of sketches from the boys at Smart Enough to Know Better. Initially, I think we talked about two sketches a week during the the campaign and, and this started because I was listening to the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast and I was really enjoying the produced comedy pieces that Dan and Greg were coming up with. It's amazing what you can do with a computer at home and a, a couple of microphones, some sound effects. And I saw the potential for us to be able to tap into the federal election from a local Brisbane point of view. The challenge always with the federal election is that it's, by its very nature, a lot of the issues are national, and as the presenter of a local Brisbane breakfast show, we're always looking for that local angle. And so to be able to say to our listeners, look, they're not going to be talking about Brisbane in these comedy sketches, but this is a Brisbane duo. This is original Brisbane comedy by 612 ABC Brisbane Breakfast. For me, that was really gave us something special to work with during the election campaign. So we started with the idea of two sketches a week, and I think on average I heard, I'm sure Greg's going to give you the exact... Uh, figure that he will have worked out, uh, four point something sketches a week uh, which far exceeded our expectations and we're thrilled. There were a couple of sketches that we didn't run and you're going to hear them and so you'll be able to decide whether we made the right call or not. Everything that we do on the program, we apply a quality test to and so there are plenty of ideas that I bring to the show that just don't get up and plenty of ideas that other people that work on the show come up with that, that for whatever reason don't get to air and because we had been supplied with so many sketches by Dan and Greg, it gave us the luxury They've been so good, but that one is not going to cut it. At this point in the recording,
1: Spencer dropped a huge amount of spoilers. You can hear his comments on some of the
0: sketches at the end of the podcast. I say thank you to Dan and Greg and any other voices. They did a marvellous job, and it's been a privilege and a pleasure to have included the sketches on the 612 Breakfast Show during Hash Votes 2010, and I look forward to continuing the relationship where there are comedy sketches that are produced up and made available to 612 ABC Brisbane to play on the Breakfast Show. I will be thrilled to be able to play them. But literally the day that the election was called, I contacted Greg and said, Mate... And so to go from that zero start to 100 miles an hour and having a, uh, our first sketch on air on the Monday, uh, marvellous, hats off, thank you, fellas, and uh, may the relationship continue. And now, more of Smart Enough to Know Better from Gregoire and Dan Beeston. Welcome to
1: Smart Enough to Know Better. Recently, Greg and I—actually, I'll stop you there. Yeah. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Politics. Oh, nice. Greg and I were recently asked by Spencer Hausen from 612 Brisbane ABC Radio to put together some comedy sketches for the local election here. So, if federal you... election, federal election, mm. but local is so far as it's Australia. So, if you're in America <laughs> and you don't give a. Rats ass about Australian politics, then mm. feel free to skip the. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're committed to having to listen (laughs) to every single one of these podcasts. Though we have actually, well, we didn't elect her, but we we are running at the moment to maybe elect our first female atheist prime minister, who is our prime minister at the moment through shenanigans. But basically, yes, we we could actually have voted in our first female atheist prime minister, and she's an atheist, I think, what anyone says. Which is pretty darn exciting. But anyway, we put together a whole bunch of very short sketches, so we're going to compile them all together here. Now, one thing that I want to point out is that you'll notice in there that we have shamelessly ripped off a sketch from an ABC TV show called The Chaser <gasps> about Zatnan. I'll, I'll stop you there, Dan. I'll stop you there. Oh, will you now? Yes, I will. Go on I, then. I'd like to point out probably that... You'll right. Because <laughs> you've probably forgotten yeah. that actually we got there first. Oh, oh so we did. And, so we did. And not only were we, did we beat The Chaser on ABC television, yes. we beat Hamish and Andy on uh, Nova Radio as well. Ours was broadcast at 5.30 in the morning on Monday morning. Yeah. Hamish and Andy broadcast there. Oh, almost as good sketch at 5.30 in the afternoon around that time. And I think it was 10 days later, the chaser did a very similar sketch to ours. Indeed, very, very similar. We're not making any comments about that. But you know what I like is the fact that either A, they came up with the exact same idea that we came up with, which means we're as funny as the chaser, or B, they actually stole it from us because we were so smart that they couldn't come up with them themselves. It's a no lose situation <laughs> yes. for us. So it's either convergent evolution or we're clever. Theft, <laughs> theft, allegedly. We're theft. not. We're actually. We're not, I do believe it's. Let's face it. It's. It's not that hard a joke to come up with. Any brilliant Australian comic could come up with exactly the same joke. <laughs> And now that we've worked these sketches up to a dizzying height, I hope you enjoy them. (laughs) I'm Tony Abbott and I'm from the opposition. I'm Joe Hockey and I'm from the opposition. So you're the opposition? So are you. Well, yeah, obviously. Hey, there's no reason to be snide. Hey, you're the opposition. No, not your opposition. We're both in opposition. So we're enemies? No, we're friends. But you're in the opposition. And you're in the opposition. We're both in opposition. Yes. But we're also on the same side. We're Gillard's opposition. Oh I hate her. Me too. You've got it. We've both hate her, so we're in opposition. We're in agreement, so we're in opposition. You've got it. I really don't. <laughs> Good morning. I'm here with Tony Abbott to discuss his promises to elderly voters. Obviously you know of some of the problems for the elderly at the moment. We're putting funds towards an additional 3,000 high-care nursing home beds. Will this be enough? Well, we're also committing $14 million to pet therapy. Could you elaborate on that? Oh, sure. In fact, I'll show you. We're developing a breed and a training program that creates animals that can take care of the elderly. I've got my top man on the job. It should just be through here. (coughs) Ah! Hey! Down! Bad dog! Sit! What the hell is that? Oh, this is Jesse, one of our best pet therapy dogs. That's a dog? Yes, it's a Doberman Rottweiler Pitbull Cross. I really wasn't expecting that. I figured you were going with... Maybe a Labrador? Oh? Labrador is a very relaxed animal. Just won't get the job done. Is this monster really the best animal for taking care of the elderly? Oh, yes. When this animal takes care of them, they stay taken care of. When I said to develop an animal that takes care of the elderly, did did you think that I meant... Taking care of them, sir? Yes, sir. Wink. Wink. I meant that you should develop a breed that could assist them. Assist? With my projections, sir, once these animals go out, we'll only have to put funds towards 1,500 expensive nursing home beds, sir. 1,500? Well, 1,200 if you're lucky. Twelve? Um, we might just turn that recording device off. Mr Ludwig, i got those poles for you. Ah, great news. How are they? Good, good. Very close in most places, but, but check out this demographic. Wow, that's quite a bump. What's this, uh, young mothers? New mothers, single and in relationships, 16 to 45, you've got 100% approval rate. 100%, is that right? Have you checked that? I did it myself, sir. A hundred percent. That's unheard of. That's fantastic. Yes, and they were mostly very vehement about it. Yeah, I could hear that there's passion out there in the electorate. Some of them were quite colourful in their support for you, sir. I could... colourful? Oh, yes, sir. Quite passionate language up at the hospital, sir. The hospital? Where I did the polling. Uh, the paediatric wing. Yes, sir. And you asked them... Are you in labour? And they'd say... Well, of course I f***ing am. I see. And uh, then they'd want me to leave. I know exactly how they feel. We're here with Sergeant Gregory Waugh outside the Martyr Hospital. Sergeant, can you explain to us what's happening? Well, it's, it's a dark day for Australian politics. I'm afraid that Tony Abbott was right. But we didn't heed his warnings until it was too late. What warnings were these? He tried to draw our attention to the fact that Miss Gillard didn't have any children of her own and this meant that she was unable to empathise with Australian families. How is that relevant to this situation? Well, he all but told us that she hates children. If we'd realised just how right he was, we could have avoided this whole situation. (sighs) It's too late for what-ifs now. Julia, please! This hostage situation can end peacefully! Let the hostages go, and we'll give you anything you want!
2: Now you listen to me!
1: We're listening, Julia! Just don't hurt anyone!
2: I want you all to vote for the Labour Party on Saturday, or else young Thomas here is coming out in a body bag! Oh, yes, he will! Oh, God! She's got my son! Thomas! Damn it! Get her out of here! (laughs) Vote
1: for Labor! Vote Labor. Or the kid gets it. Britain authorized and the the ILP camera.
2: Good morning, Gigi. Very nice to see you on this Canberra morning. I have come because I believe it is time to move forward, and I am here to ask your permission to dissolve Parliament and to call an election on August 21st. Now, what do you think of that? Now, is that a yes or a no? Is that two stomps for yes and one for no? Mr Prime Minister? Ah, That's Ms Prime Minister. Oh,
1: yes, sorry, Uh, force of habit. The Governor General's inside the main house? You're in the stables.
2: Oh, well, now, I did think it was a bit too early in the campaign for nay-saying.
1: Dan, do you know where the party is? Uh, I think so. Let me turn the sat-nap on. Move forward. So ballet, huh? I didn't pick you for a ballet type of gun. I've got thighs of steel and I want to show them off. Move forward. So does this mean you won't be at volleyball on the weekend? No, no, I will. Uh, I will be... Move forward. We meant to get left there, weren't we? No, no, no. Sat says straight ahead. Move forward. Is that a new Sat Nav? Yeah, it's the Julia Gillard Sat Nav. Any good? Yeah, yeah. It really helps me, uh... Helps me, uh... Move forward. Move forward? Are there any problems... Well, ever since it was installed, the car has been bearing to the right a lot more than I expected. Welcome back to Iron Chef election special. Tony Abbott and Julie Gillard have already shown how good they are with knives when they made mincemeat out of Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd, respectively.
2: My knife was moving forward. Into Kevin Rudd's back.
1: Tonight, the secret ingredient is. a dog whistle. Previous Chef John Howard could make the entire Australian population slaver uncontrollably with a simple, immigration based dog whistle relish. What half baked or overdone concoction will our contestants come up with tonight?
2: The dog whistle garnish gives my small Australian meat pie the boost it needs.
1: It seems Julia has taken a leaf out of Tony Abbott's cookbook and is making her own version of a coalition party favourite. It's almost as if the two contestants will be offering up the same bland gruel to the Australian public. Hold on. Seems to be a problem down at Abbott's end with the gravy. No, I, I don't want it. There's not enough room on the plate. It seems that Abbott has refused a gravy boat full of white sauce. White sauce? Oh, hang on, wait. I won't turn that away. <laughs> Mr Rudd, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. It's really nice to be here, Greg. Now, you must be disappointed by the turn of events. Well, yes, I am, but I'm trying to take a big picture view, you. The good of the country? Bigger. The environment. Big picture. The... the world.
0: The solar system. The solar system. Yes. That is big picture.
1: Well, it's one of the things my term in government taught me. Not a whole term. What? You didn't make it a whole term. Well, I... You didn't make it three years. Big picture. What does that even mean? I was in power for four years. On Venus, um, uh... Venus revolved around the sun four times while I was in power. Uh, yes, but that's not really over a... twelve years on Mercury. That's longer than Howard was in for. By that rationale, Mister Rudd, you were only in power for less than one sixth of a Plutonian month. Uh, but Mister uh, Rudd, thanks for coming in. Uh, Pluto—it's not even a, a real planet. At this morning, we have the leader of the opposition, Mr. Tony Abbott. Thanks for having me in again, Greg. Now, Mr. Abbott, can you tell me about your... Did the you oppo- just call me Mr. Rabbit? Uh, no, I said Mr. Abbott. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I just thought you said Mr. Rabbit. Nope. Okay. Mr. Abbott. You just did it again. What? Called you Mr. Rabbit? Yes. I really didn't. You did. You said Mr. Rabbit. You can't call me Mr. Rabbit. People will get confused. I can assure you, Mr. Rabbit, no one is going to confuse you as Mr. Rabbit. How can you be so sure? Well, for one, they'd notice the big ears. Are you investing enough in your mental health package? This is
2: a strong package for an Australia that's moving. How do you feel your performance compared to Tony Abbott in the I believe I certainly brought what I wanted to bring to you. Will Tim move into the lodge if you win the election? Well, yes, where I live, Tim lives. <laughs>
1: Prime uh, Minister, are you and Tim you. going to get married? Well,
2: those decisions aren't just made by me, you see.
1: Miss Gillard, Miss Gillard, Miss
2: Gillard. Do you plan on wearing the same earrings through the entire election? Well, time? that depends if I remember to pack some more earrings. Prime Minister, Prime Minister, is it true your earlobes are non-standard? I'm not sure.
1: Prime Minister, Prime Minister, how do you feel about your Woman's Day photo
2: shoot? Well, the bikini may have been too much, but we'll let the Australian public decide.
1: Prime Minister, Prime Minister, question, question, question.
2: Would you say that you were Team Edward or Team Jacob? I'm actually only halfway through book one of Twilight, so Prime Minister, Prime my turn, my turn! Who is your favourite Doctor Who? Interestingly, it's just the character called the Doctor, not... Prime Minister,
1: Prime Minister, Prime Minister, If Batman and Superman were in a fight, who would win? The Australian Media, asking the hard questions.
2: May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Will the real Julia Gillard please stand up? I repeat... The real Julia Gillard, please stand up. Let's move forward. You act like you've never seen a politician, at least not one on a mission, to tear down Abbott and retain the position of Prime Minister. It's not sinister. I want to keep it real. No more spin, let's begin. Don't bag Tim. He may be a stylist, but at least he knows to keep his budgies out of tied speedos. And the mad monk's cred? Nothing. Work choices ain't dead. He's got it in his shed, ready to bring out, despite what he said about it being cremated and hated. But is it any wonder he's too scared to be second debated? Tell me why a child-free woman can't save the date, and I'll lay down with Tony Jones on Q&A and go head-to-head with those... Banging the drum on ABC 24 As long as it gives me a better chance of showing up at the door Have a go at me for not being plucky. I'll show you plucky I'll get my iron bar on like Wilson Tucky And hammer at the prejudice and artifice Cos I don't know I'm a part of this And I just want to be me, want to be free Throwing off the campaign plans of the ALP Show the voters and the swingers and the fat lady singers The show's not over, canary's still alive And I'm the one digging deep in the mines Advance Australia Fair Girl with the red hair like a ringer Polls will bounce like a kangher And I'll be downing out on a cold Coalition Club Sanger. The Australian public will know I'm no quitter. I'll even do my own updates on Twitter. I'm Julia Gillard, yes, I'm the real Gillard. The old Julia was just a try hard. So please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. I'm Julia Gillard, yes, I'm the real Gillard. The old Julia was just a try hard. So won't the real Julia please stand up, please stand up, please stand up? You have to stand up to move forward. Write that down, Tim. I like that. Lessons how to cook and how to stay slim. She can give you a colour and a style and a trim. She's Australia's first lady who is also a hymn. Put on the tea, it's Tips with Tim.
1: When climbing into bed next to your Prime Minister, make sure it isn't the leader of the opposition. With both parties' policies so similar, it can be very hard to tell them apart in the dark. And that was another Tips with Tim. G'day. Big Laurie's plumbing service. Laurie speaking. Oh, hello, Mr. Laurie. I was wondering if you could help me with a bad leak. That's what we do, love. What's the problem?
2: Well, I seem to have an uncontrollable leak in my griffith.
1: Oh, the griffith. Notoriously unreliable. As soon as you remove their power, they leak all over the place. Have you tried moving it into your cabinet? They normally stop leaking when you do that.
2: I was thinking about it, but I just need a short-term fix to stop the leak for the next three weeks.
1: No, I'll come down straight away and see if I can't sort the little drip out. And now it is time for the continuing adventures of Mark Latham, Cub Reporter. In today's episode, Mark is on assignment at the Brisbane Neckar.
2: Well, thank you all for joining me here today. I think it is time for me to take the bull by the horns. <laughs> and I'll answer a few questions. Oh, wait a moment. That looks like a, a familiar face in the crowd there. It's... It's Mark Latham. (coughs) Interesting question, Mark. I do feel that the Labour Party
0: is...
2: (coughs) Well, I don't think it is appropriate to discuss at this point that... (coughs) Well, thank you, Mark. You always were a people person. I think he may have mistaken being a hard-hitting journalist with being a complete
1: Miss Gillard, you're putting $220 million towards the chaplaincy program.
2: That's right, Greg.
1: But you've also stated that you don't have a religious faith. From your point of view, you're spending almost a quarter of a billion dollars on hiring storytellers?
2: It's important for young people to have someone to talk to in a school environment.
1: What, like a guidance counsellor?
2: Well, yes, but also someone who can answer important questions about the nature of the universe.
1: Like a physics teacher?
2: Well, yes, but also to answer questions about humanity itself.
1: Like a sociology teacher?
2: Well, yes, but someone who can impart the knowledge of a... of a... Of a simple carpenter from the shores of Galilee.
0: Like a woodwork teacher.
2: Look, I think it's important for people to understand that I'm supporting other people's right to maintain deeply held beliefs, and I hope and pray that they understand that my beliefs won't affect theirs.
1: You really pray for that, Miss Gillard?
2: No, I just... Oh, wait. Uh,
1: Miss Gillard, thanks for coming in.
2: You'll cut that last bit out, right? This
1: is Mark Latham for Smart Enough to Know Better. Hello, Mr. Rabbit. Are you brave enough to shake me by the hand? Well, Mark, Are I... you brave enough to answer my questions truthfully? Mark, I, I think Are you that... brave enough to jump over a burning campfire? Mark, maybe, maybe we should... Are you brave enough to fight a croc with only a pointed stick? Mark, the, the thing are is... Are you brave that... enough to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? The real question is, Mark, are you brave enough to dehumanise legitimate asylum seekers for political gain? Because that's how you win an election, Mr. Latham. This morning, I am interviewing opposition leader Tony Abbott. Tony, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Greg. Your election platform seems to focus on keeping the boats out. Could you elaborate on that, please? Well, there's a right way to come to Australia and a wrong way. We're trying to keep out those people who come the wrong way. And why is it we can't accept all the people who want to come to our country? There's no room, Greg. No room? The country just doesn't have the room, Greg. With all due respect, Mr. Abbott, this is the sixth biggest country in the world. There are 232 countries with a thicker population density than us. The problem, Greg, is that most of the country is useless. I mean, you can't send these people to go live in the. the, uh. the desert? No. The, uh. the towns filled with racists. Most of these people are from Africa or the Persian Gulf. They won't fit in, Greg. The Australian outback is no place for people with dark skin. I see. Do you know what these asylum seekers are looking for? Asylum? Don't be facetious. These policies aren't about punishing people for doing the right thing. This is about the boat people. Those people who jump on a rickety boat that's barely seaworthy and then cross one of the most dangerous sea passengers imaginable then disembark in one of the most inhospitable wilderness areas in the world. And why does that upset you? Well, they're taking the easy option. <sighs> Mr. Abbott, thanks for coming in. I've been on boats, Greg. Boats are fun. Mr. Rabbit, the Prime Minister has publicly declared that she isn't a churchgoer and that she doesn't have a lot of faith. This is in stark contrast to your views as a devout Catholic. Do you feel that this will be an issue in the upcoming election? I do, Greg. I think the Australian public should think long and hard about this before voting for an atheist. And why is that? Well, imagine, Greg, Miss Gillard needs to make an important decision during a state of emergency. But, before she can, she gets turned into a pillar of salt. Salt? Oh yes, it's happened before, and there are implications for all of her policies. Her environmental agenda, ruined. The first sign of a global flood Lasting for 40 days and 40 nights A flood? Do you know how bad brackish water is for native flora? And then there's immigration Go on Miss Gillard's atheism is just going to make God angry He can make foreigners out of raw firmament No, no the, The only sensible course of action is to vote for the liberals And maybe burn Julia as a witch Mr Abbott, thanks for coming in I won't be accepting any apples from her I'll tell you that much High over the east coast of Australia in the Smart Enough comedy blimp. Okay, Dan. Concentrate. Kevin Rudd is undergoing surgery to remove his gallbladder and Spencer wants us to write a sketch by Monday. Okay, I was just checking my Facebook. He's going under the knife. (sighs) Maybe we can do a joke about how he was stabbed in the back. (sighs) It's already been done on Twitter. At Kevin Wilcox says... That's the second time he's been under the knife in a month. At Kirsten M. said, Luckily for the surgeon, the Labour Party started the job already by knifing him. And At Girl Clumsy said, Severe abdominal pain? Maybe the knife didn't go in the back after all. A blast! Okay, we need to add another layer to it. What else has been happening? The leak! Maybe something about his gallbladder leaking. At slippery 5 says... Wonder if Laurie Oakes will get the inside scoop on Rudd's gallbladder leak. Ah, oh, dang it! Um, okay. What does the gallbladder do anyway? Well, well, at Red Adams tells me. It's the source of bile. Perhaps all politicians should have them removed. <laughs> it's too much. We can't compete with Twitter. It's taking all the jokes. I can't write sketches. Pull yourself together, man! Somewhere out there, there is a good man who worked hard to get the most thankless and difficult job in the country. By a twist of fate, it was ripped from under him, and now his own body has turned on him. He's out there now. He's in pain, and he's scared. And it's our job as Australian comics to kick him while he's down, so that everyone else feels good about themselves. (laughs) But it's so hard. Well, that's why we get paid the big bucks. You're getting paid? I'm having trouble finding a party to vote for. How are you guys making up your mind? I'm voting with my hip pocket. I want the party that puts the most money in my wallet for my family at the end of the day.
2: I'm voting on immigration. I'm not a racist, but I worry about terrorists getting into our country and subverting our culture. Plus I worry about people from other countries bringing their political baggage with them. How about you?
1: Me? I want to vote for what's good for everyone. I want a country that welcomes immigrants and shares its bounty with all of our fellow humans, no matter what colour they are. A country that accepts the inconceivably small risk of terrorism in order to welcome those less fortunate than ourselves. A country that raises taxes so that it can provide services for everyone and give everyone a fair chance. A country that allows people who love each other to express their love, no matter what gender or background they represent. A country where... Petty, selfish concerns are outweighed by altruism and compassion for our fellow man. I'm going to vote for an Australia that I can finally be proud of.
2: <laughs> 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 Talk about
1: throwing your vote away. <laughs>
2: Mine was perfect,
1: but you guys have got worse. Especially when you talked over it, that was brilliant. Bitchy. you're
0: a cheeky little thing, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I thought I was working with professionals here.
1: <laughs> no one else has made that mistake.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> They've been so good, but that one is not going to cut it. So I suppose that goes for Polster, which has the tagline. Uh, so you've you've done this survey, and everyone's says that they're in labour. Yes, yes, I did it at a mater- in a maternity ward. Everyone says they're in labour. I'm getting very sort of technical on the, the comedy here, but you, you probably wouldn't say you're in labour. If the pun's to work, you would say you're with labour or you're a member of labour or you're supporting labour. So the pun didn't quite work. So that's just one example of why we, we didn't run that one. One which was about to go to air, but my producer's pulled at the last minute was the, the one where she has a child as hostage and uh, she's saying, if you don't vote for me, I'm going to kill the, the child. And it was a brilliantly produced piece of radio from a from a production point of view. Uh, but I listened I listened through it and I didn't laugh. But what the thing is, I thought that uh, it was hyper-intelligent. I thought it was above m- my level and listening to the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, that's what I love about it, is that it's a couple of people talking at a level generally much higher than mine. Uh, like Much like you're at a dinner party and there's two people who are very intelligent, having a fantastic conversation comp- Conversation And as long as no one else minds you being there, you just quite like sitting and listening in. And so that's, that's what I feel when I listen to the normal Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. So that's what I thought with this comedy sketch. I, I got to the end of it and I thought, well, I'm sure that's funny. I'm sure it's very intelligent and very pointed. I just don't quite get it. I knew there's been a lot of work put into it and I thought it was very well done. Very well done. I remember reading some comments by Douglas Adams, writer of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and when they were producing the radio series initially, they wanted it to be something revolutionary in radio drama, not just door slam A, door slam B, footsteps. And listening to the the comedy sketch with Julie Gillard and the hostage, I, I was instantly reminded of those comments by Douglas Adams. It, it is a very well-produced piece of radio. My producer had a listen just before it was about to go to air, and he said he didn't think it was funny. I said, well, it, maybe it's hyper-intelligent. And he said, no, it's not funny. And the image of the Prime Minister killing a child is not funny either, and it's not funny, and it's not going to get a run. So we didn't play But I think you're about to hear it, so you'll get... To to decide but one thing that I did see on the chaser last night uh, which I have to play is and I'm not accusing them of plagiarism but sometimes you can uh, you can come to the same creative conclusion given uh, certain ingredients mm-hmm.
2: oh I know I, I know which segment you're talking about because as soon as I heard it, saw it I went ah oh, come on we did that like that's so two weeks ago or so, a week so at mon-
0: least. Monday of last week 612 breakfast Feast your ears on this. Dad, do you know where the party is? Uh, I think so. Let me
1: turn the sat-nav on. Move so ballet, huh? I didn't pick you for a ballet type of gun. I've got thighs of steel and I want to show them off. Move forward. <laughs> so does this mean you won't be at volleyball on the weekend? No, no, I will. Uh, I will be at... Move l- forward. We meant to go left there, mm. weren't we? No, no, no. Sat-nav says straight ahead. Move forward. Is that a new sat-nav? Yeah, it's the Julia Gillard sat-nav. Any good? Yeah, yeah, it really helps me, uh, helps me uh, move forward. Move forward. Are there any problems? Well, ever since it was installed, the car has been bearing to the right a lot more than
0: I expected. Two. So we're dealing with two punchlines there. One is the, the move-forward GPS, and the other is the, the, the final thing they said about it go, going to the right. This that was Monday of last week. Here's the Chaser last night. Have you lost your way? Then get the all-new
1: Julia Gillard GPS to get you moving in the right direction. Move forward,
2: move forward, move forward.
1: The new Julia Gillard GPS helping you move forward and maybe slightly to the right.
2: Hey.
0: Well, so kudos to Greg and Dan yes. from uh, smartknock.org. I believe
2: um, another f- famous comedy duo who have a drive-time radio show. Yeah, and Andy did it
0: the same yeah. Monday afternoon, but, you know, Monday morning of last week. I know, so I'm not yeah. saying plagiarism, I'm just saying.
2: Great month it, it, It's
0: just maybe it's just a that. fairly obvious gag, I don't mm-hmm. know, perhaps.